This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Now, back to Kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, last segment of the season, and we've got a ton of issues to cover, so let's uh, let's dive right in. I have to start with this. This is oxygen for me. Sean Payton cutting Russell Wilson at the knees. Payton was asked about Russell Wilson's personal quarterback coach and entourage and access in the facility, and Payton looked back and just went, I've never heard of it, but that ain't happening here. So, Booms. How does Russ respond to this? Because a new sheriff is in town. Yeah, I don't think he has any choice but to respond the right way. And the right way would be, Mike, uh, to be the professional that he was prior to turning into this uber celebrity off the field. He's got to be more genuine as a leader for the Broncos. And I think that's what Sean Payton's going to try to get out of him. I, I liken this to when Bill Parcells took over the Jets from Rick, Richie Kotite. He brought in a, a level of discipline, brought in some of his players that he had from other spots, and all of a sudden turned the Jets around to being a contender because of the disciplined nature. And remember, Sean Payton is from that tree. So I think this is a good thing for Russell Wilson. I think it's a great thing for the Broncos because they get the best coach out there, a guy that's not going to mess around, and somebody that's not going to be intimidated by you know Russell Wilson and his uber celebrity. So uh, it could be combustible, I will say that, and it may be, which would make it fun for for all of us, because it doesn't matter. They're still in probably the toughest division in football. Uh, real quick question, because you just brought up a name, and I swear to God, after he lost his gig, I never heard of him again. It's two guys. They're both New York coaches. Rich Kotite for the Jets and Ray Hanley for the Giants. Did, did they go into witness protection? I think uh, Rich <laughs> is still living in Staten Island, believe it or not, Mike. I'm not sure where really? Ray Hanley is. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, all I can tell you is that, uh, you know, Richie got uh, handed the keys to the car with the Jets and probably in a little bit in over his head, to say the least. And oh, he recognized gosh. that after two years, and that's why he went without a whimper. And uh, Bill Parcells saw what that team needed. It just needed some discipline, and that's why he got them back on track. All right, Derek Carr, oh boy, N- multiple meetings. As, a, as we sit here, he's back at the Saints facility. Does it get done? And is this the right fit for both parties? Yeah, I say yes and yes. And the reason I think this is going to get done because uh, the Saints really want him. And, you know, the Saints are familiar with him. Um, Dennis Allen is familiar with him. He was his first coach when they drafted him. Uh, So they know each other really well. The Saints are going all in on this, I believe. Um, I don't know what kind of offer they're going to give him. It's got to be a significant offer. But if they are 
you know, agreeing to a trade with the Raiders, that means that they are setting an offer up for him. And if I were Derek Carr, I would get the hell out of the AFC. I wouldn't think about the Jets. I wouldn't think about anything else. I would go to the NFC because that would be my best chance to get back to the playoffs, especially in that division, and especially uh, given the fact that all the great quarterbacks, at least the young ones anyway, as we see right now, are all residing in the, in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's interesting too? I mean – I, I understand it was a it was a bad situation this year. They had no quarterback play whatsoever. Booms, they have weapons. And you just nailed it. They're in a division that's infinitely winnable. And if I'm Derek Carr, I want to have success. I got a taste of it last year. It makes sense to me. It does. And you know, the other thing, like, uh, when you brought up the fact that Lamar Jackson being traded to Atlanta, this is why uh, that would make a ton of sense. Because, you know, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I don't think I'm winning a Super Bowl in the AFC right now. He no. may not feel that way. I'm just I'm kind of speaking that way for him, and I'd want to try to get myself out of there and go somewhere where I feel like I'm more appreciated, and I think that he would do that for Atlanta. Did you see Arthur Blank's comment? We are extremely excited about Desmond Ritter. Yes. Did he say that with a straight tickets. face? That ain't selling tickets. That ain't selling skyboxes, I can tell you that. Yeah, no, no one is calling up and going, listen, my corporation must be at these games because of the presence of Desmond Ritter. <laughs> Come on. Exactly. All right, I have to bring this one up. This is, I'm just going to drop this right in your lap and you do whatever you want. Roger Goodell on officiating, quote, I don't think it's ever been better in this league. And then he goes on to explain that there's 42,000 plays a season and we're all just blessed that there's not millions of mistakes. Boomer, how can he say that with what's going on here the last few weeks? All right, what do you want him to say? I mean, that's like when people ask me this question, I'm like, I don't know. He's the commissioner of the league. He wants to make sure he supports everybody within the league. He knows that he's got an issue with uh, officiating, but he's never going to come out and say it the way that we would like him to say it. So this is all political posturing and things of that nature. So tell me how. Here's how. Here's how we do Guys, it doesn't matter what you do in life, what business you run or who you are. You can always be better, and we're going to strive to continue to be better. Next question, please. It can't be. It's never been better in the history of Earth. Stop. Stop. <laughs> well, I mean, this, it's the political answer for a commissioner who is trying to deal with a problem that they know that they have. And if they it's a big didn't one. think they had a problem, they wouldn't go to this expedited replay the way they have gone to it in this playoff. Yeah. So they recognize that they have an issue. So the Do they have the guts them, to do an expedited replay in the Super Bowl? Of course they do. 100% they will. Okay. If, it, if, it, if it, in fact, shows itself, I, I guarantee you they will. All right. Purdy, set for surgery, set to be ready for camp. So here's the question. Week one, your opinion, knowing what you know, which is damn near everything, who starts for the Niners week one, 2023? You know, I believe what George Kittle said this week out here in, uh, in Arizona, and that is that it's Purdy's job to lose. And I believe that. I believe he showed enough and, and had enough moxie and enough poise and played well enough that, you know, he's got to be the starter going into uh, the season next next year. So if he is healthy and he's able to compete in camp, I believe he's their day one starter. Now, if there's some sort of complication after the injury, uh, that may not be the case. So so that's I'm going to hedge my bet. I'm going to say if he's healthy and he's ready to go, he's the starter week one. Yeah, the other thing, too, and I certainly don't know it, I, I would lean on you for this, is just, you know, is there a, are there people in that organization who go, hey, newsflash, 
Do you remember how much we've invested in Trey Lance? You know, that's what fans don't realize is how there are these power struggles and sometimes people people want to be right more than they want success, and that's a dangerous thing. I'm not saying that's the case here. I'm saying, man, they gave up a lot. And to go forward with a seventh rounder, that takes guts. Yeah, it's a seventh rounder who played exceptionally well, and I think he's a fan favorite. I, I don't That's think the, the other problem, isn't it? Bands. I don't think they love Trey Lance. I think they love Brock yeah. Purdy. All right, so here's another name you've brought up, and I'm going to be very disappointed when he's not in a Giants uniform next year, but you continue to be flirtatious about it. Is T. Higgins a Bengal week one next year? You know, the, the practical person in me says no. The guy who has watched the NFL all these years and watched A.J. Brown get traded, watched Tyree yep. Kill get traded, watched Christian Kirk get traded, uh, watch all these guys getting these, uh, these big deals after three years of a four-year contract. And the reason why this is really interesting is because what happens with Joe Burrow? And is Joe Burrow going to take less? Is T. Higgins going to take less? You know, for Joe Burrow, if he wants to keep this group together – he can't get $50 million a year like he's worth. He's got to take $40 million a year. And then maybe they can fit everybody, you know, and they can stay together for the next five years. Yeah, but, but wouldn't the T- union go crazy if he yes, did that? they would. They would, and that's the problem. So T. Higgins is making good money, not great money. And good money is like $2.8 million this year, I think. Next year, in the fourth year of his contract, is like $4 million. He is a 16 to $22 million guy, maybe even 18 to $22 million guy. That's yeah, why I you. believe the practical guy in me tells me that he's not going to be playing for the Bengals next year, regardless of what they're all saying right now, because I don't think it really has anything uh, to do with anything other than Joe Burrow taking less money than what the union's going to want him to take. Yeah, and Boomer, it's easy for me to say, but just outside looking in, like, hey, I'm a Giants fan. Here's pick 25. T, here's five at 100. 60, 65 guarantee. Right. Welcome to Manhattan. Easy. Yes. That's to me, it's just easy. He's a stud. He's an absolute stud. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast um all right let's go from stud to dud kyler murray this is this is an unbelievable deal here in arizona where unlike the Colts situation where it is this weird search and the owner's tweeting arizona has wanted to hire people and can't 
Kyler Murray seems to be the sticking point. That He's radioactive. Guys do not want to work with him. Well, now it seems to be down to two names. One is Lou Anaromo, who we both love. You've talked about him a bunch. And then Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator. Boomer, am I crazy in thinking both these guys would be better off just staying away from this, this sinking ship? It's easy for us to say that, but it's one of 32 jobs, and it comes along with a pretty big paycheck. I would think that anybody worth their weight probably went in to talk to Michael Bidwell and said, look, uh, we're not going to have a great year. You have to be, uh, you have to realize that, and there's a very good chance that we may have the first pick in the 2024 draft, and if we do, we're taking a kid out of, and I know we, you and I go back and forth on this, but for me, it's Caleb Williams out of USC. Oh, he's a stud. Stunned. So I and I don't know if the Bidwells are going to be looking at that and saying, okay. I mean, I, you got to be honest. He's not going to be ready until the middle or the latter part of the season. Kyler Murray, that is. So this team is not going to be in a position to be a winning football team anytime soon. So there's going to be some growing pains here, and I think that's why legitimate head coaches that have been head coaches elsewhere would turn this thing down. Now for these two guys, this may be their only shot at the apple, so they may have to take that bite. And unfortunately, if it is Mike Kafka from the New York Giants, I know Giant fans like yourself are not going to be happy because he was a big reason why Daniel Jones had a renaissance year this year or resurgence year. No doubt. Uh, Jets, week one, who starts? Man, I don't know. Did you hear Woody Johnson this week out in Phoenix? Oh, my God. He goes, it's a plug-and-play position quarterback for the Jets. Great defense, great running game. we got really good special teams. And I'm like, good luck finding one. I would have to say if I had to put my hat on, I'll say Jimmy Garoppolo. Ugh. All right, let's talk darkness retreats. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Well, I can't. He's a wacko. I can't take it. All right, where's Rodgers playing? Vegas? You know, you say uh, darkness retreats. That that would be the quarterback for the Jets. That, that would be a good spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, you walk into that. the dark and no one ever sees you again. Exactly. Um, you know, I think he's going to be the quarterback for the Vegas Raiders. That's what I think. Okay. Lamar, call your shot. Lamar, try to get yourself to Atlanta. I'm with you, Mike, 100% on that. It makes too much sense. Yeah, I think it would be a great thing for the Atlanta Falcons. And then Jim Harbaugh and his group can go find another quarterback and figure out a new offense to run and, and try to reconfigure you know, what the Ravens are doing. Let's finish with this because I thought it was interesting. DeMaurice Smith, his comments on the combine. Did you catch this? Just for I the did. people. He goes, think about it. The NCAA and the NFL structure a combine during what should be every football player's last semester in college. Who decides it's a good idea to take your son and exclusively try out for the NFL's way of getting into the league? Unless you're a free agent, you have to be invited. As soon as you show up, you waive all your medical rights. You not only have to sit there and endure embarrassing questions. I think it's horrible, and I don't want to poo-poo any of it, but would you want your son to spend hours inside of an MRI and then be evaluated by 32 separate teams What's the reason to decrease your value? Boomer, what is your take on all that? So in 1984, I complained about the same thing while I was in an elevator in New Orleans going up to my room. I was ticked off. And who was in there? Dan Henning, who was then coaching the Atlanta Falcons. I didn't know he was in that elevator. It was too crowded. And I was complaining openly about all this. And guess what? They took me off the draft board because I was going to be a pain in the ass and they didn't want to draft me and they needed a quarterback. So I understand where, uh, where D. Smith is coming from here. It's a tough situation because the combine has been such a popular thing, Mike. Uh, so I, I kind of agree with what he's saying. I just, I just wish there was a better way for this to be run because I do think it's important for players to get in front of these coaches and in front of these scouts and in front of these owners if they want to really impress those guys and make the money that they're going to make. 
All right. Well, listen, uh, fellas, final word for me is thank you. It's been fabulous. Boomer, appreciate it. Uh, you know what? You had a little blind faith in a guy from Detroit. I think it's worked out pretty damn well. We're going to do this again next year. Scones, Eddie Scazzeri, all the guys. You guys have been fabulous. I've had a blast doing it, and I can't wait to keep doing it. So that's my final word. Boomer, do me a favor. We please go get some rest? I All right, will we get need some you rest. Thank you, Mike, for a great season. Yes, thank You're you for a great season. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. You got it, guys. We will talk to you soon. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.